Hey, Podnuts. Welcome to the Mini PC Show, episode 119. This is all about big talk and little machines. This show is brought to you by Jim C. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon in August 2020. Uh, your support is greatly appreciated, Jim uh, C. And I want to thank everyone for their support throughout all the times that we have gone through, each and every one of us. Um, for those who can still partake and support those who support you, I definitely appreciate it. I also try to do my part and support people I listen to. Uh, if you would like to be the kind of person that uh, goes out of their way to try to help people, try to support people, uh, then I definitely encourage you to go to patreon.com slash the mini PC show. Link will be in the notes. Uh, tonight, I am joined by Brett. How is everything going, Brett? It's going pretty good. Can't complain. Um a lot of uh, stuff starting to happen in uh, 2021 already, so uh, at least computer, computer-wise, computer so that's always fun. How about you? How you doing, Dor? Um, I'll say I'm doing okay. Um, I uh, rebuilt my um, pie hole. Um, running it through Diet Pie, it seemed like once every eight months or so, it would become unresponsive and... It would still work as a DNS black hole, but the admin interface wouldn't work. Um, okay. So then I finally broke down and said, look, I'm just going to build it in air quotes the hard way. Um, yeah. Come to find out, it might have been almost as easy just downloading um, Debian or Buster. Um, Buster or uh, the other version of Debian for Raspbian. Weezy? I can't remember. Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse yeah. or Buster, so I just downloaded Buster, flashed it to the SD card, booted it up, did my normal Linux nerdy apt upgrade update, full upgrade, auto-remove, auto-clean, blah, 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 until it shut up. And then it was literally copying one command from the Pi-hole website to get my Pi-hole up and running. Um, I've been seeing that more and more where it's just, it's it's one command, everything's already built in, and, you know, Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a lie that it's one command, but it is because well, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's the wget uh, or the curl command to download the .sh file, and then a pipe symbol, and then the command to run that downloaded file. So yeah, and it's just that. And that's all it was. It gave me a temporary password. I immediately SSH'd into my um, Raspberry Pi three, and I did the Pi command. Pi-hole command to change the password to what I want it to be. And of course. It seems pretty uh, solid so far. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, how does it do as far as, like, just in general, DNS black hole? Is it pretty good or, you know, I haven't I haven't messed with it at all it, since my dad freaked out since he couldn't get to his website and monitored it all off. Well, I'll say, since I first tried it the very first time, you had to go out of your way and find people's list to add to it to make it worthwhile. Um, okay. When I installed it from a straight Raspbian Buster, one command, blah, 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 it asked if I wanted to implement some sort of default blocking list, and so far, that's all I've done. And oh, that's nice. And on the two computers that are on this network that I use, like normal computers, I don't want to say I'm seeing no ads, but I will say I'm seeing dramatically less ads. But I also know for a fact I don't go and I don't do what normal users do, because I don't know if you've seen this, Brett. How many times in 
Google search, do you get prompted to fill a CAPTCHA because it thinks you're a bot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I get that on Google. I get that on everything, but, yeah, yeah especially Google lately. And I get it on um, DuckDuckGo. I get it on Quant. I get it on StartPage. Um, I got to believe normal users don't get those prompts. No, I get them all the time, but you know what? You're right. <laughs> you don't normal there, man. Yeah, that, I was going to say, you're, yeah, we're not normal. <laughs> so in the realm of mini PC, I'll say adventures, what I'll say is um, I have the Pinebook Pro. There was a significant upgrade to the uh, Debian that I'm using for show stuff where now via the USB-C uh, um, port um, hub, not only does the external HDMI work, but now also the external NIC works. So I'm really, really? liking it. Yeah, I'm liking it as a semi-production like production, uh, box where I literally might try to upgrade it to be a stronger presence in my stream feed. That's good to that. hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, I know that's been one of your uh, one of the things that you've been working towards for a long time. Yeah, and I'm going to, I, I told Rich I was going to last week, but pain and time didn't, uh, what's on my side. I'm going to sh ship him my uh, the Pine phone that I got from the listener, because I honestly believe he'll put it to more day-to-day -day use than Ooh, I would. Ooh, nice. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That'd be, he, he'd like that. I, uh, I've been thinking about getting one, too, just because, why not, you know? Right. Well, and I have the Pine Tab, and I'll say both the Pine Phone and the Pine Tab, I'm going to put this as nice as I can. They both suffer from the same thing, and the same thing is availability of software just yeah. isn't there. Uh, and that's just, you know, people just need to compile more for the processor, and then that s solution will be just null and void. The uh, driver like acceleration that they're doing is I think really good. They don't have the full like HD graphics rendering, like snap snap. Um, they still need a little bit of work on the camera stuff, which I don't really care about, but yeah, if you want to be like respected and on par with a pine tab to an Android tab, or even the lowest end iPad, or you want your phone to be in the same ballpark as $150 to $200 Android device, there's still some work that needs to happen. Yeah, but it's just you know, um, I was I was going to show I have the uh, the TT Go Watch. I did get one of those. Still haven't done anything with it because the firmware that you have to use with it is so buggy. Um, it it's updated quite regularly, but it's just. There's no use in doing anything with it right now. Um, it's a really neat watch. It's fun, but it doesn't do much, and and the battery doesn't last for half a day. You know. Oh yeah, the battery. It, I, I if I'm lucky to get four hours out of it, I'm 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 happy because it just sucks the battery dead. Um, you can customize like the background. You can yeah. Do, like little things to it, but there's really not a lot now. I'll say. The complete inverse, um, following the Pine 64 blog, the Pine Time, which is their version of the watch, which is oh, okay. 25 bucks, is near functional on so many different levels where this watch... Um, you have to do everything yourself. 
you have like a hundred percent yeah and i will say there's more than a couple of people i've seen on youtube that really try their best to try to make it useful functional device but it's the kind of device where even if i were to wear it all day i would have to take it off like three times a day just to charge it yeah in fact i put a magnetic charger on it this afternoon and uh it worked pretty good but as far as like actually doing it you know it's yeah but i i will say this i did get the wise um the little wise watch and it's it's okay um i know there's a lot of skeptical or there's a lot of you know people that don't like wise or you know whatever but for 25 bucks they're not spying on anything that's important to me you know right well i'll say um i I try to tell my kids there's only two things you as a human being alive in this universe can not say never and forever yes those two things don't exist and absolute privacy or lack of privacy doesn't exist so we have to pick and choose what we want to be more private with and less private with with every you know um encounter we have with technology i personally believe wise is a fine company i don't think they go out of their way to sell user data yeah that's what i thought yeah that's what i think too yeah yeah that's what i that's what i'm i'm just like you know maybe and like you said not forever you know they may in the with all the data they get you know they may do something with it in the future but um just like uh what is it uh what's been in the news lately the uh, uh fitbit or oh, the WhatsApp? solar winds solar winds. solar winds yeah i heard uh malware bites yeah um, that was interesting yeah i mean there there's a couple of companies out there that i want to believe shouldn't be hacked and it's those malware companies that I think should be better than normal companies, but apparently yeah. malware bites thinks they got bit by the. Uh, so they say, attack. yeah, they say it was because of the Azure Microsoft. You know, at least that's what I, you know, I have a buddy that's been following it pretty good, and we were talking, you know, I mean, because based on past experience that I won't talk about right now. Um, any hacker worth his grain and salt has a, con- has a contingency plan. You know, so I don't think they're out. I don't think they're stopped. But Oh, no, 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 no. They're not stopped at all. They they were in there. Trust me, they did everything they wanted to do. Exactly. And at the same time, you and I both know, and everybody knowledgeable knows, they also set up other side channels that they can access exactly. later. They're yeah. in no rush. Yeah, exactly. It's the long game on that something like on something like that, and that's you know always been a true art of you know the what do you, what do you call it the long con? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The per the um uh, active persistent um threat that's just there. Yes. Yeah. 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 So on on the RV front, what kind of things do you have going on with your uh? iot mini pc stuff let's see so right now i have um a raspberry pi 3b plus running my 3d printer i have one actually i have seven of them just sitting there waiting to be used 
Um, I have the Google AIY kit, that the original AIY kit that is actually really good, and you can do offline voice recognition on it um, with a button. Um, that's one thing I've been setting up with my home assistant. Um, I've been messing around with uh, with that home assistant. Uh, that's going to be a fun one because I have all my uh, all my little ESP32 lights. Um, the only thing right now, I'd like to put a button on most of them because everything is voice activated right now, which is which is cool, except when you don't want to say anything loud or, you know, you don't want to talk too much or, you know, I mean, I live alone, so it doesn't matter, but I would like a little button that I could just hit and have it turn off or, you know, um, I'm also working on a manufacturing thing for doing some lights. So that should be fun. But as far as the RV, my next thing is going to be automated, uh, fan control because it gets down to about 42 in here um, when it's cold um, and I'm too lazy to get up and shut it off because on the other side of the RV well uh, to me that's the whole thing To the only reason to do IOT is the same reason why because I'm old here Brett the same reason why the clapper existed back in the 70s exactly it's so the senior citizen could just sit there and go and turn off the TV or turn on the lights or whatever, because we don't want to have to get up and do everything at every point in time. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's what I see with like home assistant being as robust and crazy as it is. Um, I have a tablet that, uh, it's a Lenovo tablet that is right in my doorway. When I walk in, um, it's, I use the fully kiosk browser, um, when I walk in, the camera sees me and not, it just sees motion. And so it turns on, goes to my, uh, home assistant and, uh, it just, it works. You know, it shows weather, shows all my, all my media that's been playing or is playing. And there's so much you can do with it. I mean, everything from just turning on a light when you get home to playing a specific song depending on the time of day, depending on when you get home. I mean, it's there's so much you can do with it. And everything can run on a Pi. Um, there's a lot of people that are kind of against it. What I'm probably going to do is do a Pi 4 with a, uh, with a um, M.2 um, driver, or M.2 drive. Um, so it'll be a little faster than the SD card and a little bit more reliable, although I've never had one go out. Oh, yeah. I'm... Um, if you buy, I'll say this, respectable SD cards and yeah. but maybe even more importantly, and you have like a quality power supply with it and not yeah. just something that came with like a $15 phone or something you buy at the dollar store, the likelihood of having hardware failure to me is really in commonly no. I mean, yeah, I ran uh, OwnCloud on a Banana Pie Pro for three years yeah. nonstop. Through yeah, that's that's pretty blackouts and nothing ever. Yeah, failed. well, speaking of uh, brownouts, I had uh, I had because I have that big uh, big old server um, on, and it's a you know it, it's it's way overkill for anything that I'm using. 
and I'd like to replace it with a bunch of mini PCs, but it's, you know, um, dual 10-core CPUs, um, so 10-core, 20-thread each. It's got 200, yeah, 230 gigs of RAM. Um, yeah, um, and so it's got 18.5 terabytes of storage with a 12-terabyte parity. Um, one gig NVMe drive that's plugged directly into the uh, PCIe. Um, Damn. Oh, yeah. It's 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 something that I wanted to learn. So I just... And I got all the parts super cheap. You know, because it is an old server, I was able to get everything very cheap. But it... And I actually... One of the brownouts um, actually killed the motherboard. Because I guess my... My uh, surge protect my surge protector wasn't good enough, so uh, so I was able to get another one, another motherboard, and uh, then I decided my uh, yeah well the new mo- the new motherboard it draws a hundred watts at idle, which if you're thinking about the server is not bad, but you're thinking about a Pi that pulls ten watts. At full draw, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Old servers, the only down... Well, okay, I'll say this. I'm going to lie. There's two downsides with old servers. But there's upsides as well. Yeah. Compatibility, ease of finding parts, ease of expandability is, like, endless and phenomenal. The only two downsides are the amount of power it pulls and sometimes the amount of heat it can cause but otherwise, you get like tremendous like bang for the buck. As long as you're not paying a lot for your electricity, you could yeah. really do what only supercomputers could do like ten years ago, even on a five-year-old yeah. server with the proper software. Yeah, and so what I uh, what I actually have is I have the um, the whole computer built into what used to be my propane tank area. I took the propane tank out, so it's on the outside of the RV. And yes, everything is in the RV. Um, so that actually helped out because it's fire. It's fire retardant, you know. And I had a uh, I had a graphics card explode a couple of days ago, um, or catch fire and shoot fire. That was fun, but. Uh, but yeah, so it's flame retardant all on the inside, so it was uh it's a good place to put it. But it'd also be a good place to put a bunch of pies. You know. So I don't know, it's it's something I've been battling with, you know. Well, I mean, the best thing about that hardware is you could easily spin up like isolated VMs and x eighty six stuff to do I mean yeah. like never-ending, unimaginable levels of whether it be file sharing, media sharing, hosting web servers, hosting your own wikis, um, hosting your own media servers, hosting your own streaming audio kind of things. Yep. Um, it, you know, this is 2021, and the possibilities are near endless. Um, while I am a huge fan of mini computers, the macro computer for right now ain't going anywhere because it's just so much it can do. Yeah. And, and the, the main thing you said, it was X86. Um, if I could 
and I know there's the Latte Pi, and there's the you know there's a few x86 mini computers out there, but I do 3D design, so you know it's kind of a it's kind of a thing that I need an x86 and at least single core performance a little bit because most uh, I found out recently most uh, CAD software is single core. Um, it it uses the graphics card, of course, but it's a uh, it's not a multi-core system. It doesn't pull from more than one at any time. Right, and I will say, yeah, like you're hinting towards one of the I don't want to say sad truths, but it's just a truth because it is um, hardware specification, whether it be ARM, whether it be x86, whether it be RISC. V, whether it be anything, none of that matters. None of that matters how many teraflops it can produce. Nothing matters how much heat it can do. Nothing matters about how much power it can draw if their software is not properly configured and compiled for the interface. Um, Correct. You know, which, yeah. Which is why, you know, this like arms race, it's quite literally, I feel like it, it's an arms race that we are like witnessing. We're we are seeing some amazing things being done on devices that people didn't think were possible. Um, yeah. The Raspberry Pi, because the Raspberry Pi just got a um, new release, like maybe three weeks ago. And if you just yeah, I was gonna the say... particulars about all the things that were updated, it's truly becoming desktop-like level of... Uh, Is it really? It, That's awesome. It, it's close. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I was, I was looking at, uh, some of the links and, uh, the Odroid Go, um, is just, you know, um, the little, uh, let's see if I can find it. I think it's a test and teardown, but Dreamcast games on an Odroid Go, which is the same, if I remember right. They put a uh, they put a quad core in it now, and it's just it's it's crazy, and it's a it it it's the size of a Game Boy, you know, and and you know I have I've been messing around with doing like uh, the Dreamcast the VMU. I have some circuit boards that I can that I can mess around with that will allow me to put a Raspberry Pi in it or a banana pro a banana Pi uh, that four that four core one that's the size of a raspberry pi zero um and they're just just what you can do is just crazy you know and and it, like you said it's getting smaller yeah the odroid go super uh is not technically out yet um yeah that yeah it is coming out soon um eta prime on youtube does have a like review copy that he was like playing with kind of thing uh, and what I'll say is this. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. The main reason I'm attracted to such a device, it isn't really about the processor or the RAM or anything. It's because it looks like a Switch. Well, <laughs> but it's the screen size. Um, yeah, I'll agree I, with that. I've seen plenty of old school emulation um, devices out there that are below 100, 120 bucks, and they all seem to do what I want to do exquisitely. Yeah. Atari, NES, Super NES, 
Nintendo 64 era of stuff. And this one seems to do basically everything superbly, but it also has a five inch screen. I'm old. I'm getting blind. The bigger the screen, the better. Most of them have 3.5 inch screens, which are just too tiny. Or 1.4. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> they're, they're just too tiny. And I'm not going to oh, yeah, like agree. 1880 and put like a big magnifying glass over my screen just to make it appear uh, bigger. I just saw one of those uh, for the for the Game Boy Color. I watch uh, every once in a while. I'll look up YouTube for for the old stuff that that came out with uh, the old Game Boys. Like there was a keyboard extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so, but uh, but this reminds me actually of I think uh, I actually talked to, talked to you and uh, the group about it for a while. Was uh, creating something just like this. You know, like that looked like a switch, but played retro games, and I just did not have the resources to even try to do it. So I'm so glad they came out with it because it's something that I would want. Yeah, and I was watching, and I don't know what it was. I don't think, and it, all I know was a Simon Whistler YouTube show. I don't think it was Mega Projects. I don't think it was Today I Found Out. I don't think it was Top Tens. I think it might have been side projects where he was talking about old TVs and Russia. And when Russia first started making their own TVs, think of the bezel and the screen. Like 90% of what was presented to you was the bezel and the screen yeah. was literally like three inches big. And when you bought the TV, it came with like a 10 inch magnifying glass to put in front yeah. of you to make it appear like it was a 10 inch screen. Um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. No, I agree. Um, I trust there's only a couple companies I truly say with like true, like honestly, that I really do trust with their build quality, their support, their operating systems, and their communities. Uh, Pine 64 is one of them. Raspberry Pi is obviously one of them. And Odroid yeah. is the other o one. Odroid, um, definitely. The difference yeah. between Odroid and Pine was Odroid tried to present more, I think, consumer-facing goods, where Pine was more hacker-based. Yeah. But they're starting to blur to where they're both really offering stuff that you don't have to be a nerd. You don't have to understand code. You could buy one of these devices and literally put it to use in, like, 20 minutes of your time and have something that you could walk around and other nerds would be envious of. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, you know, I was 12 when I bought my first Arduino and all that came with was an Arduino and a box. It was packaging, you know, like it didn't come with the, you know, the USB port, the, the printer cable. It didn't come with, it didn't come with anything. And you had to work so hard to do anything. And that's what made me fall in love with, with, uh, with electronics. I mean, I did my first led project when I was 12. So that's, you know, and I, and I know I've talked about this a few times. It's just, you know, the difference between what you could do then and what you can do now, not only is crazy, but it's also easier and, and it's, it's more user-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the way that I describe it to the layman is, um, barriers are lowered every day with everybody. Uh, collaborating and you know working towards common goals 
barriers just continuously get lower and lower and lower to where you don't need to be an expert. Dare I say it's the Jordi LaForging of technology. To where yeah. you could run a starship and literally only have one person actually understand how everything works because everything else just works. To where all you got to say is computer, navigate to, and it just works. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And it's it's getting there a lot quicker than I think any of us thought, to be honest. Like, you know, they said in 2000 we'd have flying cars back in the 50s, but what's going now is just so different, but at the same time, the technology is increasing so quickly. It's It couldn't have been imagined 20 years ago. Yeah, our worst talent is prediction. Yes. We know we never know what's going to advance and what's going to be slow because like and here's the thing a year ago during android app addicts we were asked about predictions and we i just went off on a wild tangent and i said my prediction of 2020 is going to be that we are going to develop um biophages which is basically engineering bacteria to fight viruses and engineering viruses to fight bacteria. And while I was huh. at least on the right topic, I was completely wrong. Kind of yeah. Uh, because, no, I, I can, I can, yeah. Yeah, because we can never tell what, what is going to be advanced. Um, one family member of mine is terrified that, in air quotes, AI is going to kill us all any day now. And I, you know, AI is not going to even become even close to real for like 20 years. Yeah. Because and, we're slow. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I heard was to, we'll either become house pets or we'll be ants, you know? Well, I mean, the way I'll put it is nothing is ever as dramatic as we picture it to be. When machine learning and AI starts to become a real thing, it's literally just going to be a tool in our tool belt. Kind of like how a doctor uses x-rays or MRIs, the, yeah. the doctor will then be able to take a certain like part of his job and just offload it to machine learning to let him do more of the personal sitting down, communicating, encouraging, and figuring out you know what's the correct path to do and let's talk this kind of thing out. Um, yeah, dare I say, I believe all of this computer education of itself will allow humans to be better humans. I hope so. And, you know, because, yeah, I mean, it's, humans are not uh, good humans right now in a lot of cases, in a lot of, you know, yeah, there's a lot of negativity and, and that there's just not, there's no need for it, but there's plenty to go around. Well, then I say let's get off the negativity. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> The, there's two links in the notes because we have not. Okay, first off, if you're looking at us on the YouTube, one of the very first lines in the YouTube description, or what's called commonly the boobity boo, is a link to a Google Doc because there's too many notes. Each note is about four lines of content. There's the separator, there's the title, there's the description, there's a hard return, and then there's the URL. We literally have 21 pages of notes, okay? Wait, what the hell? I only got seven. I, 
I'm pretty sure it's 20 pages long. Why? Well, um, technically, um, the first wow. two links that I wanted to talk about are not. We're not going to go into any details, and there's a reason for that. Um, they are Pine 64 monthly updates. Um, there's a lot in the update. There's a lot that we could go through, but there's honestly too much to go through on this podcast. But I got good news for everybody. Um, they have started summarizing their monthly um, update in a YouTube video. But there's, oh, that's even, neat. but there's even better news as far as I'm concerned. They admitted that they're going to basically start a Pine 64 podcast. And I'm not upset be at fun. all that I'm not involved. There's no, no bitterness. Yeah. There's no upsetness. There's no, no, mm-hmm. no. Um, when the podcast does become live, not only will I listen to it, not only will I provide feedback to them, not only will I interact with them like a normal user, but I will make sure that it is in our show notes because, again, few organizations doing mini PCs, in my opinion, are as transparent as Pine64. So I just wanted to mention them and say they're starting a new podcast. They have a good video series to go with their monthly update. And in their monthly update, they have been incredibly transparent about all the things that are happening. Um, right now, the Mobian uh, Pine phone is going to be going on pre-order here any day now. So if you're a fan of Mobian, the reason to buy this phone is 10% of all proceeds from buying this phone will go right to the Mobian project. They've been doing that with every phone that they've been selling. That's good. That's nice. Um and there's one thing I wanted to bring up was the um, 3D Vision, uh, the industrial grade 3D Vision, and uh, we were talking about it earlier. And it does use the uh, the same the same technology that I have in a big big computer. Um, it is the Intel RealSense. And it uses the same camera, but I usually have to have a big computer to to uh, justify using it because it's it pulls a lot of data, or it, it feeds a lot of data, I should say. So uh, that one's that one's pretty neat, and the fact that they could get it all in one piece is really nice. Do you know which uh, line in the notes that is? Yeah, that is one of the last pages. I don't see any lines, though. Let's see. Let me bring up lines. Was it augmented reality on the cheap with the ESP? No, it's the industrial-grade 3D vision camera. Should be the last, ah, second gotcha, to last gotcha. page. Oh, yeah. Using the... Um, the Rock... rock RK-33. RK, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's been a pretty big favorite, hasn't it? Well, I mean, I really don't want to sound stupid. I don't want to sound pompous. I don't want to sound like I told you so to anybody out there. But what I'll say is this. I know for a fact I said it has to be two years ago that the RK3399 processor will be one of the most important processors in mini PCs for a reason. Um, It was um, early adopted into uh, the... um, chromium the chrome os ecosystem uh once a processor gets like um uh christened baptized into that ecosystem 
a lot of eyes start to go towards it. Um, I knew for a fact that this processor had much more potential than a lot of other rock chips out there because of its speed. It was faster than it should have been. It's using the very standard risk processor language and the Maui graphics processor was like two steps ahead of where it should have been. So I yeah. knew it would like catch up and it would be important, you know, kind of thing. And it's no, I remember that. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. So maybe not all predictions are uh, inaccurate. Well, I mean, the, the more vague you are, the more likely you're going to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, still going through a few of them. I had a couple of them bookmarked. Oh, uh, the HP Elite. Um, that was an interesting... uses a Snapdragon. And uh, it is... Let's see, where is it in the note? Oh, the HP Elite. Oh, I want to say yeah. Folio is what it's called? I think it's the Folio, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. But it's a it's a beast. Um, shows 20, 24.5 hours on uh video playback on one charge and that's just that's absolutely nuts in my opinion well yeah that's the thing that it has to be emphasized to people it's 24 hours of battery life but it's not 24 hours of battery life with the screen turned off it's not 24 hours of battery life navigating a gui it's not 24 hours of battery life using the command line it's 24 hours battery life of video playback that's frigging insane. That's crazy. Especially Um, local. I mean, it's just like it's not watching a YouTube video. It's actual transcoding. I mean, whatever. It's just nuts. It's it's crazy. And it's got a neat pen. I like pens. Exactly. The fact that it has a pen slot built right into it. Yes. Oh, that is so... Look, I'm the guy who when the first note was announced, I was giddy. Just because oh, yeah, me too. we might actually get like real usable digital pen on our yeah. devices. Did I buy one? Hell no, I didn't buy one. I can't afford one. I have um, a Note 3, Note 5, Note 8, and a couple Note tablets. But I, mean, I, but just, I got them all used. <laughs> right. I'm infatuated with the idea of content creation where I'm typing, I'm typing, I'm typing, and then I gotta this, and then I gotta create something that you know, these characters can't comprehend and using a mouse yeah. is too clumsy. And I could just right there above the keyboard, push it, pull the pen out and right on the screen, draw something eloquently in seconds. Um, yeah, this, this is the kind of device where I don't want to say, I don't care how much it costs. I just need somebody to make it. So then somebody else can say, Hey, we can make that too. And then keep driving the price down further and further and further to where in like two or three years, maybe I could get something like this for maybe four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. Um, yeah, this is the kind I, of yeah, thing, you know, uh, CES just happened, and they're talking about all kinds of like, as far as I'm concerned, complete crap. Um, this is not getting enough attention, as far as I'm concerned. An ARM-based no, you're right laptop with 24 hours of battery life, a built-in pen that probably is going to be able to compete with a lot of other Chromebooks and laptops. Um, I, I look forward to this because 
the CEO of Intel literally stepped down not long ago. Um, I didn't even know that. Any investor right now is saying the last thing you want to invest in is Intel. AM, yeah. AMD is rumored about designing their own ARM chip. Microsoft is rumored about designing their arm, own ARM chip. Uh, Risk V processors are uh, growing at such an insane rate. Uh, don't be shocked if in two to three years from now, when we talk about mini PCs, we're not talking about ARM processors anymore, but instead we're talking about Risk V processors. And Intel yeah. will be like, you want to look at like old stuff, like in museums. Well, then you go look at an Intel chip. Oh yeah, Intel's Intel's days are numbered. I I I believe it's it's crazy. Like I never thought I would ever say the next computer I want to build will be an AMD. You know, those were just not words that any anyone, any nerd worth his weight and salt would ever say. Well, they said it like 10 years ago, but only as like, like pre-hipster, like fandom thing. I want to be different. I want to like support the underdog. I want, I want to build an AMD. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they've just completely destroyed everything. Yeah, and I mean, um, the the progress they've made um, in the last, like, three years, I don't know if anybody could have seen. Um, but I know if I had enough money as Intel had, I should have seen it coming. Yeah, we all, you know, I mean, Intel, Intel really sat, sat back and just kind of coasted for way too long. I mean, I have a... Gen 2 i7 that really could compete, except for the wattage, it can compete with some of the some of the Gen 8s, Gen 7s. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I will also say uh, uh, another link in the notes that I just wanted to talk about uh, just briefly was just um, uh, Hope Springs E... Um, eternal for arm servers um kind of like how nobody believed linux would ever be anywhere and the common saying was always it's the year of the linux desktop um linux quietly went into server farms and quietly like took over but we yeah, talked about it for like a decade and then all of a sudden it just happened um i believe it's going to be the same kind of thing i'm going to say with arm servers um with everything moving to, in air quotes, cloud providers, whether it be Amazon, whether it be Azure, whether it be anybody else, uh, Linode or anybody else, applications that are being made are being made more generically on more generic frameworks, a lot of web-based stuff. The more that happens, the more likely all of a sudden ARM is going to be made by the hardware manufacturers in such a format to where it will behoove people to the next time they're in their upgrade cycle to not buy Intel, but instead to buy this, you know, 300 core arm thing that only takes up two OUs in the server yeah. rack and save in heat cost, save in cooling cost, save in upfront cost and save in power cost, thus making shareholders really happy. Um, oh yeah, definitely. When that happens, I firmly expect 
people like me to think, well, now ARM is officially old. Let's move on to the next uh, processor, and that's going to be like Risk V or something else. Yeah. But yeah, I will say I'm going to enjoy the ride until then. Um, the things I'm able to do on Raspberry Pi form factor hardware um, still like utterly amazes me how I can have servers running connected to NVMe drives connected to external SSD drives, port forwarding through my local router, having files and uh, data and structure and media shared from here to New Zealand and back again. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, it works, it works phenomenally well, you know, it's just, yeah. I have no words for what the difference is from, you know, even the Raspberry, I mean, even the Raspberry Pi 2, you know, it's just like the Raspberry Pi 1 was just trying to get kids to program. But once they actually started realizing what it can do, everything just took off. Yeah. Um, the next one I just wanted to bring up just because, it, like, you know, there's a little piece of my heart uh, stuck with this company. And that is... Um, it's a link, uh, CNX software enabled system news, banana pie, BPI M5 SBC with four gigs of Ram, 16 gig of flash launched for $53. Um, that's nice. This is the exact same form factor as a raspberry Pi. Okay. Same 40 pin GPIO, uh, ethernet and Nick, I believed, um, are on the opposite side of the USB versus yeah. the newest Raspberry Pi, but it's four USB four USB three ports. That's is, nice. Which is really rare. It has a full size HDMI port, not the little yeah, not the minis or micros. Yeah, they're so stupid. Um, and what's kind of neat is it does have an infrared and um, infrared uh, receiver, which I know nobody really cares about that, but it's neat to be able to build a box that you can control with any remote. Right. And it's the kind of thing, as long as you have line of sight, yeah, which will be much greater than it has the potential to be much greater than Wi-Fi or Bluetooth uh, range. You can control it. Um, and it has four gigs uh, on board of LP DDR4, which I believe oh, wow. is good. DDR. It might not be the best DDR, but I do believe it's really good DDR. Uh, and it's using the, AM logic is the way I put it. Uh, S905X3, quad core, blah, 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 up to two gigahertz um, processor. The reason I mention that is not because I mentioned that. It's because it's the same processor that is being used on more than a couple uh, SBCs, which means the people who want to port their operating system to this board, it's and that they already have it on other boards with the same processor, it is much less work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the board specs are only like half of the equation. Eh, I'm gonna know the board specs are only a third of the equation. I'll agree with that. The other third of the equation is what software is available to it, and the other third of the equation is the community around it. Banana Pie is huge in Brazil for a reason. Their import export laws are very not friendly to the rest of the world, but their open source community is phenomenal. Um, 
I believe if this board gets any traction, it will be in the top tier of boards, hopefully in the next like year. I'm going to keep my eye open for it. And if it does seem like it's getting any traction whatsoever, I really do want to buy one and just play with the OSs to see what kind of stuff I can get out of it. Um, and again, unlike stupid British Raspberry Pi people, this board has a genuine reset button. Yeah, I, I I did notice that. Yeah, all I want's a button, a freaking button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say, um, side shout out. Uh, and I don't don't know how to pronounce his name, Jean Luc Afranc, uh, from CNX Software. Um, I've been following this guy since the Google Plus time. This guy single handedly feeds me maybe more information more factual-based information and some of the best opinion pieces that I've ever witnessed about single-board computers. Um, if I were to like do a dream podcast with somebody about single-board computers, I'm pretty sure it would be this guy plus Rich plus Brett plus Joe Heck. And I think we could pretty much solve all the world's issues. I agree with that. I don't know about me, but, you know... For you guys, that would be uh, that would be great. That'd be uh, that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, and I do believe um, Banana Pie challenges certain ecosystems to, to like try to do better, and I think they do a really good job. It's just a question of it's really difficult to keep up with, um, you know, people like Banana Pie, people like Odroid, people like Pine sixty four, but they're trying. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the Banana Pie um, M10-something that came out a while ago is a quad-core in the size of a Raspberry Pi Zero. And uh, the only problem with it was it did get hot. Um, So I, you know, but the idea of having a quad-core smaller than a credit card was kind of neat. You know, it was just, it was really neat. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, there's going to be more than a couple links also to some Risk V, and anybody who calls it Risk Five, I'm sorry, you haven't done your proper research. Um, I've watched now. Okay, let's just get this out of the way. I've listened to over seven thousand two hundred hours of news and like C-SPAN in the last year. Okay, so. Uh, a fair amount of that news is technology focused. Anyone who calls it Risk Five has not listened to any of the professionals talk about it. It's Risk V, R I C. I'm, I'm sorry, R I S C dash V. Risk V. That's what it is. That's what it's called. That's what they call it. That's what it is. Okay. Um, Risk V was a processor instruction set created by college professors wanting to have an completely open ecosystem in order to teach how this kind of programming at this low level can work because nothing else was as open for them to teach. So they literally created this fictitious processor based upon this code set and said, here's how we're going to teach how processors work. Somebody later said, well, let's make it a real processor. And they did. Um, There's a really good um, link on embeddedcomputing.com. Uh, risk V too open to fail. Okay. Um, I beg people to understand something this open that's already being picked up by countries. You have India, you have Vietnam, 
you have Indonesia, you have like another like three or four countries with multi-million dollar investments this year, 2021, this year have already put in multi-millions of dollars to make risk V processors on their own. Um, the likelihood that risk V is going to be successful is kind of like, is Michael Jordan going to dunk the basketball? Is Wayne Gretzky going to score a goal? Is Pele going to do a flipping maneuver and, you know, shoot a goal right past three people? Um, is a ball that's hit going to get past Cal Ripken? No. Okay. <laughs> this has no choice but to be an incredibly popular and successful architecture in as little as five years, maybe three years. Um. So all, and the reason being is transparency. Okay. Tangent, yeah. Tangent. You want to solve? Yeah, no, that's fine. Do you want to solve politics? It's easy. Introduce transparency. You want to make police something that all parties are liking and are supporting? Easy. Make it transparent. You want to make education something that both the kids, the parents, and the teachers all agree with? Easy. Make it transparent. You want to make a processor that's the most successful thing that's ever happened, that everybody can trust, that they're not being spied on, that they're not being snooped on, that there's no things in there that they don't know about, and they can create anything they want towards. It's easy. Make it transparent. And that's what yeah. RISC-V's done. Everything is transparent. So, I mean, if you, look, if you're like 14 to 17 years old right now and you want a guaranteed job anywhere in the world when you're 20 years old you have two choices well okay three choices python development security as a service or risk v programming um there's at least one guy i know who's in the chat right now who kinds of says you know, he has a job thanks to me because um, he listened to me when he was in school. <laughs> um, hear me now. Believe me later. This processor is not going to take over the world. Okay. We're always going to have Intel processors. We're always going to have ARM, Snapdragon, Mac ARM processors or whatever. But this RISC-V processor is going to take such a huge bite out of the market. Um uh, investors will realize and companies will realize and developers will realize how easy it's going to be to take what you're already doing on Qualcomm, on Snapdragon, on Mac, on ARM, and just transition it over to RISC-V. It's going to be kind of insane. Yeah, it's, and I, I honestly didn't know, you know, at the start of this episode, I'm glad you clarified what it really was because I didn't know much about it, but, uh, but it makes sense, you know, and, and like you said, Python um, and security, especially security. But uh, when I was 14, my dad told me, learn CAD and you'll always have a job. And that's been quite, you know, but uh, the problem with it is it, the barrier to entry is getting so low. You know, everything's getting a lot easier to make things, but it's still that background of having it that has helped me at least. Yeah. And like comprehending how to 
convey what someone's asking you to make into a three-dimensional model in expedited yeah. fashion. Um, the similarity I'll say is it's like being an architect. In It doesn't matter how good you are at the tools. What matters is how quickly, how accurately, and how well can you design something to withstand in a timely yeah. fashion. Because if it takes you six years to do it, nobody cares if it's good or not. You have to do yeah. it now. Well, that, that kind of comes into mind with my desk. Um, it's a cool desk. It's a great desk, but it's falling apart. Well, not literally. It's uh, splitting in a part that I was worried about, but uh, it just gives me a chance to redo it, you know, live and learn. Exactly. Yeah. Um, two more, like, quick links I want to mention really quick. Um, one, it's really not many PC-related, but it's uh, at least associated, I'll say, um, they literally had a trillion transistor chip. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. I want to say it's literally like 10 inches by 10 inches big. Oh, I can't remember the physical dimensions. It's gigantic compared to any processor you've ever seen in your life. Okay. And they put this one chip with very minimal hardware around it versus a very respected supercomputer like in the top 50 supercomputers in the world and this one chip destroyed it okay um the number of transistors in a chip is almost like saying the number of chemical connections in your brain the more connections you have the more possibilities you have because you have ram rom processor hard drive, you know, all these different levels of computing, they all really do similar type things. One of the questions is how quick can it do it and how quick can it be rewritten? The processor is the quickest of anything to do anything. You could do math in RAM if you wanted. It's just slow as hell. So we do it on the processor because that's what it's basically best at. Making gigantic chips is going to open up so much stuff here in the near future and you will have literally trillion transistor chip companies providing explicitly specific solutions to very very niche markets and charging them a hell of a lot of money for it kind of thing um to where like when we want to do like split second dare i say like facial recognition for a picture that contains twenty thousand faces we're gonna have to offload this to a trillion chip processor yeah, and it's uh, 8.5 inches side to side, and I think it's square. It looks like it. Yeah, and that's the thing, 8.5 inches, which I believe is about the size of, like, my first motherboard I had. Yeah. Probably, wow. yeah, that makes, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, when I was a kid, the amount of heat that thing would have put off, you, you could have, like, turned, like, lead into gold with that much power. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and one more um, article link I at least wanted to highlight, um, and it's only because it's like, you know, predicting the future kind of thing. Um, it was a Fast Company article um, where it said, uh, the new Raspberry Pi is a keyboard PC, period. Great, comma, now turn it into a laptop. We, in the, like, um, mini PC world for like five years have been begging, have been buying these weird aftermarket 
solutions to try to make our Raspberry Pi into a laptop. Pinebook did, you know, Pine64 did the Pinebook and the Pinebook Pro, which is essentially taking a Raspberry Pi type form factor, turning into a laptop. I'm going to tell you people right now. January 20th, I believe, 20th? Yeah. 2021. Raspberry Pi will come out with a laptop. They will come out with an official Raspberry Pi laptop. I'm going to guess before early 2022. Um, and it's only because it's the next logical step. We have the Raspberry yeah. Pi. We have the Raspberry Pi with its little case. We have the Raspberry Pi with its little case and a fan. We have the Raspberry Pi now built into a keyboard like a Commodore 64. Woo, time travel back to the like early 80s. Uh, and it's literally just a custom printed Raspberry Pi board inside of a in a keyboard with a huge metal heat sink on it. All they got to do is now make a lid for that keyboard and put a modest screen inside of it. That should not cost a fortune. And it, I can tell you right now, it's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to happen because I mean they came out with the the seven inch touchscreen um, long time ago, and you know, you add you add three of them, you add the two of them together, and they're already almost there. And like you said, it's the next logical step. I got a next dock. Um, the it's basically it's got no motherboard, got no RAM, got no processor. It's got HDMI in and three USB C um, inputs: one for charging, one for um, USB output to control the keyboard, uh, trackpad, touchscreen, and one for, um, like, the Samsung DeX. And that is one of my favorite contraptions that I've used in a long time. It, I think if, if they market it towards server rooms, it would be a beast because you can go up to any server, plug right into the actual server, and bring up the console, you know, and that's, you know, they have the, the roll around screens and stuff like that, but this would just be a, a laptop. Right, right. Very cool. Um, I will say, you know, this is early 2021. I am still like every day, every couple of weeks, I am definitely shocked and impressed at the progress on the hardware, but also the stability and maturity I'm seeing in some of the software for these single board computers. Um, it is like very plausibly possible that you could spend less than 60 to 70 bucks, have a, in air quotes, complete computer that you could give somebody um, to where, yeah, they're not going to be doing, you know, high end rendering. They're not going to be playing the latest cyberpunk 2077 in 4k they're not going to be you know watching the latest thing um from the latest people in the highest resolution or anything but it's going to be a very competent computing device um it, it's about like we said lowering the bar the bar that is being lowered is a double-edged sword okay it's letting other people get on this train, this gravy train we call computing with a much easier step. Um, 
it dumbs down certain things in air quotes. Um, but what we have to remember is sometimes we got to just take a step back and make sure that we maintain security, we maintain stability, and we maintain the ability to be our own administrators when we achieve enough education. Um, yeah. I, I think people like Raspberry Pi and Pine64, the kind of people we don't have to worry about with that kind of thing. Um, they do a pretty good job of being as open as they possibly can. Um, Odroid, Pine, Banana, Raspberry Pi. I, I think they're all trying to be a good citizen of this computing world kind of thing. And um, yeah, we're going to see some great stuff in 2021. That I'm pretty sure of. I'll agree with that. So is there any um, parting things or any uh, last topics you want to cover there, Brett? Um, I think I'm good. I uh, don't want to run on too long. Um, other than my uh, my desk I've got to redesign, I'm pretty much just learning or just uh, setting up, you know, setting up for a long uh, quarantine again, probably. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go out too much and, you know, risk being stupid. But, uh, yeah, I'm having fun being inside anyway. I've always been a hermit. Yeah, I tell you, man, for the first 30 years of my life, being afraid to talk to anybody or being around people, the simple fact that now I just put on a mask and when I walk through a store, it's expected. I'm not supposed to get too close to you. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to talk about too much stuff. Is perfectly okay by me oh yeah it yeah really my my thing yeah my thing has always been especially going out is do what you need get back in you know do what you need you know i'm not i would go out but i'm not that big of a i've never been a partier anyway you know that's just not me but uh but yeah it's, it's nice that it's not expected yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah you know i'll be sad when we go back to an air quotes normal oh i will be too but with that said, uh, if you are like us and you're not normal, you're Abby normal, um, you can support other Abby normal people that don't stop every five to 15 minutes and blatantly shove things down your throat because we sell you, we sell your ears, we sell your attention span to people who you don't like and you don't want to hear from, whether it be a VPN service or whether it be a mail enhancement thing or even like the mail trimming things that i'm hearing i mean it's oh wow i don't know i didn't know it was getting that bad yeah like leo laporte was like some sort of like male trimming device (laughs) yeah yeah like male (laughs) groomer hygiene device i'm thinking to myself gross i mean leo yeah that's bad yeah now what's wrong with you um if you enjoy not having being put through such a thing again you can go to patreon.com slash the mini pc show support us directly you can go to uh patreon.com slash pod nuts if you would rather do the entire network as a whole um we did just have a near 400 hosting bill that popped up uh that i owe my wife a little bit of money towards um that came through um my device my phone device is cracked bent in part um I have my Pinebook Pro that's doing me really good. My Pine Tab, they're doing me real good. But we always need more stuff because we're nerds. Um, of and, course. Um, you know, in, uh, I beg people, if you like us, do not leave us a review. Apple released a paper last week admitting 
reviews never come into the equation of popularity or ranking on their algorithm. So if you listen to a podcaster that tells you how much it helps to rate and review a podcast, they're the type of podcaster that have no idea what they're doing the same way that there are, you know, athletes out there that don't understand how health goes. There are race car drivers that don't understand how cars are built. There's that's that's blasphemy. It's you know it's true. You know <laughs> I do, unfortunately. There, I just don't know. Oh, I know. There are podcasters out there that have no idea how podcasting works. Don't leave anybody a rating and a review. If you want to support the network, email them. Let them know that you support them. Let somebody else know, hey, I found this good podcast. You might like it too. Or if you have enough free money, float them a buck or two. It'll make everybody feel better. And it's been scientifically proven that when you donate to other people, you get a dopamine hit in your brain and you feel better, which is part of the reason why I try to donate to as many things as I possibly can. Um, I want to thank Rich for all his support throughout the years, Brian for all his support throughout the years. I miss Eric Ardini, who was the original like host of this show with me. I know I thank you, Brett, for coming out. Um, uh, no problem. You know, don't forget a, Always have root on whatever your IoT devices is, but also whenever you want big talk with little machines, you know where to go to. The Mini PC Show. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, everybody. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think.